Hello, my name is Ernie Vecchio, author, trauma psychologist, and mentor, inviting you to join me on the Heart is Compass podcast. As is always the case, the path forward is inward. I will see you on the inside. When I would find presence by myself or even with somebody, and then I would lose it, I would feel like, how did I get there? How did I get the presence and then lose it? You know, it's like, <laughs> I was in this wonderful, glorious place, and then and this, and this was, life is incredible, and the blues were blue, and the greens were greener, and then it's gone. What the hell happened, you know? And it took me a while to figure out that uh, it was something that I stopped doing that allowed presence to present itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't anything that I was doing. Yeah. yeah. That's a hard yeah. one. The ego is a natural problem solver. Uh-huh. If there's one gift that ego has in its adaptability is it can adapt to anything. And even without guidance, the ego can adapt, but it doesn't always adapt in a way that's true. Mm-hmm. It tends to adapt in the way that's the quickest and the easiest. And you can misinterpret a shortcut is a profound discovery when in actuality there are no shortcuts, you know. Certain things in this work that you have to go through, there's no way around it. So yeah. with the with the idea of your signature expression, do you think that even if you hadn't become a psychologist and had the experiences that you had through that which, you know, kept leading you on this path, because of your signature expression, wouldn't the outcome have been the same outcome? Every human being that comes into the world one way and is forced to live another is going to be a helper. Mm. Because the natural thing to do once you figure some shit out, is to give it away. It's just mm-hmm. a natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. So my signature expression, again, let's say it was a C-sharp, and I was forced to live with a B-flat, I still would have been that vibration. And that vibration was destined to be a helper simply because, let me rephrase the word helper and say that vibration was destined to be reciprocal. Um. Every human being is destined to be reciprocal and parasitical simultaneously. Parasitical because you have to feed off the plants and the animals to live, and reciprocal because you have to somehow cultivate plants and animals to still have food to eat. Mm -hmm. If all you did was just eat and never replenish what you ate, then we would run out of food, right? Mm -hmm. So I think every human being comes into the world with the intent of preserving life, which dictates a receptive relationship with it. Mm -hmm. We get sidetracked by just basic survival and lose our tendency to be reciprocal. Mm -hmm. It's cultivated out of us or conditioned out of us, this reciprocal thing that we are. So I think that what sets helpers apart from non-helpers is they never – reattached to their original intent, which which was to be a reciprocal being in this existence. Or they're just reciprocal enough, you know, to go on with their lives and get, and get by at some level. So this 
reciprocation and parasitical back and forth that life does, that's nature. And there's no psychology in it. We are the only species on the planet that has a psychology. We choose the vocations we choose, I think, to for an outward expression of an internal internal world. Mm-hmm. And but most people don't don't understand that their vocation and avocation are supposed to merge and become one. At least that, again, that's my biased opinion. But I mm-hmm. I've always felt like my profession or my vocation is just as much an avocation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's as much a hobby as it is a profession. Yeah, and that's ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that's the that's the only kind of work to do, actually. What I noticed a lot, work and life, I wanted that to be seamless. I wanted it to feel seamless, and it didn't. It felt like there were compartments. There was work life and then real life, two different things. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. When I mention your work or you talk about your work, it really is, and I've heard you say this, and it really does fit. It's more of an art. It starts out as a science because of the connecting of the dots. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's a science, and th- th- there are scientific ways. Like, like I can take an X-ray if you're in size. I have all kinds of tools and all different kinds of techniques to get a picture of your inner life. Uh, that's the science for it, is how to do that, how to administer that, how to, how to get the results of that. But the interpretation of it is the art. You're not the interpretation of what you have after the fact is the art. And that's when most, so I, I used to say it's like the difference between somebody who gives x-rays versus somebody who interprets x-rays. You know. And they're two totally different kinds of professionals. And, um, and, and, would, and if you were going in to see a surgeon, would you want somebody that can interpret the x-ray to the surgery or somebody who can just give the x-ray to the surgery? And, of course, it's a no-brainer. You want the, you want the one that can do the interpretation of the x-ray. You could have all of that, but without the artistic piece of the creative part, you wouldn't have the the uh, amount of work that you've put out there. You wouldn't have connected the dots the way that you have. That's the the beauty of the whole idea of self-correction, you know, the whole idea of uh, that if you harm the psyche in some way, it's constantly trying to repair itself. And so as a result of that, it is quite creative on how it presents the material to you. The needle turns an art, compass heart. Do you ever get the feeling it's pointing to the start? Something so much bigger. So much better. 